I'm Courtney. I'm Joe. And, and this, this is, is Courtney, Courtney and Joe, Joe Spoil, Spoil Everything. everything. Well, hi, Courtney. We're back down in Louisiana. And I tell you what, there's this crazy finale going on with all this true blood, this vampires, and people dying and not dying. It's crazy. <laughs> love. Lots of love. Don't forget love. Lots of love. Lots of swamp love. And yeah, I, uh, we've obviously, <laughs> we've been on hiatus. Swamp love. Yeah, we got caught in the swamp a little bit. And we've been on hiatus between episodes one and two here. Um, Joe, overall, I don't know what you think. Not a bad finale to me. Okay, well, let me, let me back myself up. I got, I have some things that we are going to break down, including like some wooden acting, but as a finale, if I was a fan, I feel like I would have been satisfied by that. It seemed like they, they wrapped everything up. And I mean, there's plot points we don't know about and some that I tried to uncover as I went through kind of writing out what happens in this episode and try to do my best at putting things together. Yeah. But, there's uh, stuff that we don't we haven't seen, but overall, if we well, have a few characters, a good chunk of characters admit all the way through seven seasons. Yeah, and I think the plot points, even though we hadn't watched anything up to this point, I think they were relatively easy to follow. Yeah, I <laughs> wouldn't expect the show to get. Yeah, it wasn't deep like on. yeah, it was it was <laughs> surface, but like I mean, <laughs> a lot of the times we don't like the series finale. We're here. There are some issues, believe me, that we'll talk about. But I feel like as a finale, it was good. I think it was good in in the fact of storyline ramp up. I think in the fact of acting, seven seasons of practice didn't come to fruition oh, for some people. Oh my God. I wrote down, I got to read you this one. It's like direct quote. Hold on. Okay. At one point, one of them goes, oh, I am so fucking with you. And the other one's like, I thought you might be. Like, it was that wooden. Like, it was like... The girl from Pitch Perfect is, like, the worst. Oh, God. Horrible. That horrible accent. But you know what it is? She looked like she was in a a parody of a horror movie when she was, like, running through the tunnel. Like, what are you doing? Well, that's what I think. Part of this, and I'll talk about another little, like, beat. But part of this, I think, is, like, what I said in the beginning. Like, is this almost supposed to be, like, campy? Because... I mean, you know what I really don't like in dialogue where in real life we we interrupt each other, not in a bad way, but you, you're you on top of each other when you talk. Like in this, they always wait for the other person to finish. It's like, how are you today? B, good. How are you? B, what did you do today? <laughs> like, it's like they don't, like that's not real talking. They have to wait for the nod from the script supervisor. <laughs> You're like, that was right. Move on. Yep, you did that right. 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 Keep going. Yeah, that's how it is. And I'm like, gosh, I don't, that I really don't like. Um, (laughs) There's a scene later, talk about like intentionally campy, when they're getting the wedding dresses ready. Remember how she, how he's like, I'll throw them in the trunk. And she's like, no, back seat. And he literally (laughs) chucks them into the back seat. And there's like a beat where the camera stays on Sookie for like a solid few seconds so she can just look like, 
Mm-hmm, my brother. Like, and it's almost like they think the audience, <laughs> it's almost like they think the audience are idiots. Like, oh, insert laugh here now. Like, you guys can laugh here now. Like, it's, it almost goes like slapstick in a for like a beat. It's so I, I didn't weird. even catch on to that. Oh, God. If that was supposed to be funny or not. Well, this, I was like, no, it literally is supposed to be like your little like tee for the episode. Like, there's so many weird. This is where I say this is different from like a Twilight or like an interview with a vampire. Like, there is something that is supposed to be intentionally cheesy in this. It has to be. Yeah, we're missing it. We missed like the boat on that. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Um, All right. What do you got for background for me, Courtney? So I want to talk a little bit more about bad boys. So the whole thing of the next um, few episodes that we're dedicating is about being is about bad boys. And so that's kind of where we're going to take our topic today to start with. Let's talk a little bit about this TV trope of a bad boy and why we're drawn to them. Again, each time we do these episodes, I'm going to give a little bit more. But uh, a couple things that I found are the reason that you're drawn to them so much is they're mysterious, right? They stand out from the crowd in this kind of unusual way. They're usually, you know, conventionally attractive, tall, dark, handsome type of thing. And then I think the biggest thing as girls, women, ladies on TV series is they always think that bad boys have the potential to be redeemed, right? And girls always want to fix them. So I think we could see a little bit here, like we didn't get any Sookie and Eric interaction here. Um, But I think we were so focused on Eric being the bad boy in True Blood that there was actually one right in front of our eyes we didn't think about, which is Jason Stackhouse. Because after seven seasons, he still wasn't settled down. And like the first time we meet him in this episode, he's nursing like a hangover and a black eye. So like he, I think, is a very interesting bad boy because he almost in this episode alone does like a full circle with like that little time jump. Like he is the redeemable bad boy, whereas Eric, the bad boy of True Blood, is still kind of on that like rebellious path. I see that. Yeah, absolutely. Because you get made to think that Jason is like this, like idiot, like right. jock type of person. But you know, he's like an onion. He's like Shrek. He just you got to peel back different layers yeah. and, and realize that he way. is smart and that he is capable of doing stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I think that I think we were missing in the beginning. We were trying so hard to like piece this other guy together who wasn't there that we were like missing Jason, who I think is actually a very interesting character. He is deep in an unusual way. Like when he says, like, I'm not going to be a girlfriend fucker again. Like, you know, like, it's like you can see a little bit of evolution in him from everything we've put together in two episodes. Well, in the first episode, we saw him just kind of like as a day laborer, just like yeah, slacking off. And in this one, he's a cop. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it is interesting I think also the other thing is that even though this was seven seasons, 10 episodes per season is not a huge stretch of time. So it's not like in the timeline of True Blood, seven years has passed. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. It's Mm -hmm. probably like maybe like, I don't know, three, four years have passed or something like that. So I think that also plays a part in it. What were your thoughts overall as far as like the character development? Sookie's the same. Uh, <laughs> like the same fucking literally exact the same yeah um i don't know what to make of the new people but i mean obviously you have this like martyr 
in um kind of in in bill that we see Mm -hmm. and i don't know if that's growth development or if that's like he's always seemed like even in the first one he seemed like pretty smart maybe not as most capable as he was like about to get killed by like two rednecks out in the middle of nowhere (laughs) yeah but like he always seemed like a true type of person like the good one not the bad boy as we kind of predicted he might not be the the bad boy but so you know he ends up being like this big softy as you find out it's funny because right in the beginning i go the first episode he was like this pale like brooding kind of guy and now he's like a middle-aged dad like like, (laughs) (laughs) i called it like right at the beginning episode just the way like his demeanor the way he was dressed you're like okay daddy yeah (laughs) exactly oh um who else did you pick out for characters so for this one i did eric Alexander Skarsgård. Uh, fun facts about him. He's actually the second member of his family. We kind of talked about this before to play the chief antagonist of a Stephen King horror adaptation. His brother, Bill, uh, plays uh, Pennywise. And he played uh, Randall Flagg in The Stand. Nice. He was in his early teens before he saw his nudist dad wear pants. Oh my um, gosh, what? He only he only did that because at the time he and his brothers began taking girlfriends to meet their parents. Is so there... their parents are nudists and had the weird pants. What the hell? <laughs> That's funny. Yep. Is their father that other actor or is that like their uncle? There's a whole there's a gaggle of them. I was I gonna say there's that... a tunnel of them, right? Yeah. Can you imagine just having like naked ass parents though? Yeah, that's just kind of wild. I, I don't know how to deal with that. Constant nudity? That's going to be... It would be hard to process as a little kid. Remember in Dane Cook, when, in like, when the robe opens and the father's like, someday all this could be yours. They're like... <laughs> <laughs> so he's not comfortable with being a celebrity at such an early age. Um, he actually decided to quit acting. During uh, almost eight-year hiatus, he turned on every offer he got. He instead studied political science uh, he did his military service in the Marines and intended to study at a school of architecture in Stockholm. He, he's Swedish, by the way. So. Yes, yeah, I know they were, yeah. But in 1997, uh, his longing for acting grew too strong, and he enrolled at Marymount Theater School in New York City. Um, speaking of nudity, um, he has also <laughs> never really abided by proper nudity protocols on set. So to keep partial covered up during sex scenes the show's female actors wore thongs while male actors wore socks on their private parts alexander uh kind of bucked this trend during the season six finale where it shows eric's son bathing on a snowy landscape in the mountains of sweden but the crew set up uh, a green screen and filmed it atop of parking lot structure in hollywood he said it was a hot day and i didn't need a sock Uh, (laughs) when you grow up with nudists for parents i mean what do you expect yeah, seriously. He goes, I didn't want to sock around it. It feels ridiculous. If we're going to do a naked scene, then I'm naked. I've always been this way. And <laughs> <laughs> right. well, Okay. Yeah, you, you do you, baby boy. All right. And I decided to do producer Alan Ball. Um, he is unspokenly gay, uh, and his work often includes gay issues or characters such as David Fisher in Six Feet Under, oh. Lafayette Reynolds here in True Blood, and Frank Bledsoe and Wally in Uncle Frank. Alan had written only for television before creating the script of what 
movie that won an Oscar. It has to do with Kevin Spacey. <laughs> oh, okay. My guess is going to be The Life of David Gale. No, he wrote American Beauty. Oh, I should have. That would have been a better guess. Well, he is the. Dem- that kind of goes. I can see that. Kind of weird. That movie's kind of unique. And the last fun fact about Alan Ball is he's a domestic partner of actor-producer Peter McDissie. And um, McDissie is a producer and or appears as an actor in many of his works. So I think that's kind of cool that he like oh, puts him in yeah. all like some of his works here and there. Um, we know this is a people in the business tend to. Uh, do cool leave little tiny footprints everywhere in films that they make mm-hmm. uh, that a lot of people don't know about. So I think it's pretty cool uh, when people do it and others find out yeah, about a little it. Obviously, this is different. Like he just invites his significant other on. Yeah. But uh, that's a fun, that's kind of a cool thing that um, people do um, yeah, I love that. in films uh, that you might not know. So we were watching Death Proof the other day, which is like, because Quentin makes. 10 movies so there's been nine of them so far and we were watching i was like oh there's the foot shot and justin didn't realize like he always because he's got a foot fetish he always shows feet in his movies <laughs> those are like his little easter egg along with other like other things i literally didn't oh know my that. god what when this is over i have to show you a story about it and you'll get hysterical so oh yeah one more fact about uh, the producer is that it's live watch time <laughs> No, but for real. Um, Live watch. Here we go. Finale. Buckle up. Bill and Sookie in the beginning arrive at Sookie's house. Bill tells her that he has hepatitis V. (laughs) (laughs) Such a weird cold open, isn't it? It's like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking weird. Like, all right, Pam Anderson, relax. Um, And it's made me feel more human than ever. Um, and he wishes, you know, for his last wish with his mortality as he becomes human and is going to die, that Suki go off and, like, have a family and, like, have a real life. And that, like, he had a chance at life, but, like, fucked it up. And that he wants Suki to kill him with her fairy powers. We find fairy, out she's a fairy. yeah, that was cool. Um, and that basically... Long story short, he wants her to have a life of her own and um, not to be messed up in this whole vampire situation. And if she kills him, there won't be any more vampires. Yeah, I wrote that down. What did that mean? Like, why did that depend on her having more vampire suitors? Because she's like a halfling. She's like half. Oh, and I think that if she were to do that, it was going to give away her powers, right? Yeah, it like sucks out her powers, and that's why we'll talk about what happens at the yeah. end that okay. scene. But basically, she would lose her powers if she performed that in gotcha. killing him. Okay. So she would just be a normal person. So the, pretty much the vampires would leave her alone. Like they wouldn't be able to pick up. Yeah. On her. Right. So whatever. A little sad scene, stark yeah. show, because you're all like, "Oh, you will die, die!" But is she gonna kill you? <laughs> we don't know. All right. And then it gets in this weird fucking scene. So Eric, Pam, and Leather Sarah. Clad. Leather clad Eric. Like, oh, I'm like, oh, we know he's the bad boys and had to tell like leather. Yeah, he just looks like 
I don't know, some like yeah, I don't he know. Looked this is just like, so this is he looked like team. he wanted to be Kiefer and Lost Boys. Vin Diesel and Triple X. Well, I'm trying to bring it to like a vampire <laughs> level. Like Kiefer and Lost Boys, but like he was 20 years too Modern. late and like it wasn't as good. Yeah, he like showed up to the production office <laughs> 20 years too late. <laughs> like he got a flyer in the mail all the way in Sweden and like walked all the way to the United States. <laughs> it's 20 years late for the casting call. And, like paddled across the ocean with his bare hands and then finally got there. So he's like super ripped and everything. And they're like, no. Happened, I love bro. that it like breaks out into like <laughs> into like a machine gun gas fight. So what happens is they're at this place with a guy called Mr. Gus, who has this new, he runs the Yakomono Corporation. And there's this girl who name is Sarah is she drank the antidote for yes. hepatitis yes. she C. was in like a cult thing so, she's a big antagonist in this whole in the whole series I think yeah apparently and so she they were like a, a cult that wanted to like kill all the vampires so I think she downed from my understanding like downed the antidote anecdote antidote don't know how to say that word antidote Antidote. so that like they couldn't have it right basically (laughs) yeah basically she was like a serial killer um and what happened is they said um you know eric and pam got together and eric took over and he was just like i'm gonna release her and pam's like what the hell are you doing he's like not so fast it choke slams that was great sarah like onto this thing it's fucking nuts (laughs) just picks her up with one hand slams her down and he says pam Give her your blood so we can track her. So what happens is they give them the drink and it's called glamour. It's like I'm gonna glamour someone. They use it as like yeah. a verb. Um and that they use it a lot um, of like witch stuff, glamour. Yeah. So it's basically so they'll be able to follow her, but they let her get out so they can kill Mr. Gus and take the new blood formula and get rich. Yeah. They're like fucking yeah, skis well, balls. They're like have we met Pam before? No. Okay, she looked familiar, but I wasn't sure. I was like, was she in the first one? I didn't know she was that white trash she's girl. On the first I don't know. One. She's supposed to be hot. Or oh old. my god! She's like, it, it's it's like fucked with me the whole time. I'm like, are you supposed to be hot? Yeah, I don't get it old? either because like I was like, you can't be. No. You're not both. Like you're not a hot old and she person. Was like, you're either hot or you're old, and I can't put a <laughs> finger on like, it. She was a turned vampire. Like how many years ago? I was like, when did she have time for plastic surgery? Can they do that to them? Yeah. Well, Eric and Pam call Mr. Gus down. It's like, yo, the girl got away. We don't know what happened. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Mr. Gus starts running after her. And Eric's like, hang on a second. He gets a gas can and a lighter and like blows him out of the, the um, and like blows him off. It was like a machine. But like leading up to that was like a three, literally like a three second machine gun fight. And then he's just like, poof, blows him in the vent with like gas. It was weird. I don't even know what those. What their purpose was, those guys. Yeah, I don't know. But what they did is they had sent someone out to go kill Sookie. So in Bone Temps, um, the Yakuza men roll up to Sookie's house. They exit the car. They make their way to the front lawn. Eric suddenly lands behind them. He bows to them and apologizes to them in Japanese before just absolutely <laughs> whooping their ass. And then listening um, to like... Their screams and sounds... <laughs> yeah, their screams and swords... Uh, wakes Sookie from her bed. She gets up, looks out the window, but she doesn't hear anything besides 
the music that they rolled up to. And a quick cut to Eric covered in blood with a bunch of bodies <laughs> piled, up, piled up in the backseat, just grooving out to yeah. Euro trash house music. Like that was a wicked that was funny great. scene. See, this is what I'm saying. They have these little insertions that are like, are we like, do they know they're funny? Like, I know I compared it to this. I don't know if I compared it to this last time or not. When you watch Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the movie, completely different from the TV series, it's a, it's intentionally, like, campy, kind of, like, humorous in ways. And that's kind of the vibe I get from this. It's like somewhere between Robin Hood and Robin yes, Hood Men. Yes! Yes! <laughs> it's like, rides the fine line. But this was a, it was a nice break because they, like, hit you with some heavy stuff that, like, the main character is going to die. There's nothing yeah. to do about it. So I think this is their way of making up for it. I like that. I like that. Next. Bill wrote a book, by the way, too. They like slipped that in there. I was like, he wrote a book about being a vampire. Like, wait, that's an interesting take. Like, yeah, it's such a weird thing for someone to do, like in this in a story, a yes. fictional story. Um, so Pam catches up with Sarah, who's eating trash <laughs> out of styrofoam containers inside a yeah, fucking like mirror carnival. Yeah, so she like surprises her, scares her, and is like, "Look who's eating trash now, bitch." And Sarah goes, you want to know what? I'll do anything for you. I'll be the best lesbian <laughs> vampire in the world. <laughs> and Pam goes, there's no amount of money that would ever be enough to have sex with you. But there's one thing I do desire from you. You're her yep. blood. She proceeds to feed on Sarah to immunis- immune... Immunize? Well, immunize. to get the ant. You think I would know this the, word? Because it's all over the fucking. Apparently, right I don't now. know the word antidote. Im- so, immune, immunize. She wants to get immunity to hepatitis yeah. B. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! You know what's funny is, um, just off the cuff, I think Tara was her girlfriend because they say something about what? Tara in this. You remember Tara, Sookie's best friend from oh, the beginning? Oh, yeah, yeah. She's, she's gone. Yeah, yeah, she died at the very first episode of the season. Yeah, so I think I think that was her girlfriend. I kind of put that together there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did, and, and, like, I did... <laughs> I just, like, I know we're going to the next scene, and, like, we're going to talk about it, but in the next scene, like, it just opens up, it's like, did you get that bag of blood I left for you? Like, it's just like, everything is so weird. Like just slightly like weird. So dialogue. I want everyone to know we've reached the apex of the episode. The episodes are to suck right yes. now. Yes. Like the episode no longer, we have reached the top of the mountain and they have taken off the pedals of my bicycle and they've pushed me down the hill and I have nothing to do but watch. It almost it like switches from like fantasy to like, an ABC, a like soap ABC, opera. like special. Like, <laughs> it's a yeah. soap opera. Yes. What the yeah. fuck? It does. Mm-hmm. All right. We have Jessica, Hoyt, and Bill in the next scene. We find out that Jessica is actually Bill's uh, no. daughter. She's not. What? She's what? not. She is like a daughter figure to him because his real daughter died uh, years and years and years ago. I It took me a couple minutes to kind of go through that too and think about it. His real family, I think he was like in the Civil War as we remember Granny Stackhouse saying. No, no I'm reading. I'm reading this. It's not. Me, she's okay? not his daughter. Just okay. listen to me. He tells Jessica uh, that he had asked Hoyt about his intentions because he had missed out on the wedding of his human yes. daughter, 
Sarah Compton. He goes on to say that he did not want to die without knowing that his vampire daughter would eventually be betrothed to the man that she loves. It's not his real daughter, though. It's a vampire Yeah, but daughter. I think it's more just like a symbiotic like friendship thing. Okay, hold on. Oh, it's a progeny. Progeny is like a like like someone who grows up to well, idolize someone. Well, she's the progeny so of like... him. See, that's what I was saying. It's more like a pseudo-daughter. <laughs> prodigy. Prodigy. No, no not prodigy. What the fuck no, is the... prodigy is somebody who's like very good at something. This is progeny. This is a... <laughs> Apparently, what? we don't know English Spell in this it. episode. It's spelled P-R-O-G-E-N-Y. I've heard of it before. Progeny, a descent or the descendants of a person, animal, or plant offspring. Genetic, okay, I don't know. Like, it's kind of his daughter. Oh, okay, so she's a vampire Whoa. daughter. Yes, right, so shut up. <laughs> we don't know English, Can we also but it's talk fine. about how, Bill, how Bill's, <laughs> like, title is the Vampire King of Louisiana? <laughs> what? Like- All right, so back to the story. Bill goes, hey, Jessica, hang on a second. Hoyt, you son of a bitch, you gonna marry this girl before I die? And he's like, yep, I'm going to marry her right now. they've been going out for yep, one you marry me? And day. She's like, what? They've been going out for a yeah. single day. Because he had just broken up with his girlfriend, who was staying at Jason, his best friend's house. Yeah, there's a lot of suspects. Also, Hoyt looks like the dude from Men in Black. Yeah. The one that wants, like, the sugar yep. water. More sugar yeah. okay. water. Um, so Hoyt has come back from Alaska. He's going to want to be with Jessica for the rest of his life. He, in the most unromantic way, asked her to marry her. Jessica gets pissed. It's like, Bill, can I talk to you for a fucking second? That's not how yeah, I picture this going for goes, the rest of my life. Wanna make... It's like, hey, look, I'm going to die. And she's like, you want to know what? Okay. I'm going to go down and talk to Hoyt and we're going to get He goes, back. Hoyt goes, want to make an honest man out of me someday? And then Who that's what he that? says. And then she doesn't answer him and she goes, Bill, I need to speak with you. I was like, what kind of romantic gesture is this? Well, anyways, Bridget uh, opens the door at Jason's house to Sookie. Uh, there, Sookie's kind of like shocked to see Bridget there. She reads her mind and realizes that Bridget and Jason didn't have no. sex, uh, but she really likes them, and she's like, "Well, that. she hears the thoughts." Like, um, uh, also, the voiceovers in here are like, have you ever watched Teen Mom when the girls do the voiceovers, and they're you can tell they're just like, "Oh, reading. I watch Teen Mom all the yeah, time." Yeah, like you can just tell no, they're I reading. Don't watch Teen Mom. I don't know what you're talking oh about. Well, they, you can tell they're just like reading. They're like, and then I went out with my boyfriend, and all the every time she reads somebody's mind, it's always like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> and Jason Stackhouse, what a cutie! Like it's so stupid. Like when they do the voiceovers. <laughs> Oh my god! Wait, they did that little flashback right before this too. And Granny Stackhouse was carrying the acting weight of the show. Remember when she's they show like when Sookie and Tara are little girls, and like she reads Tara's mind. Yeah, she's like, "You can be whatever the fuck yeah. you want to be now. Look at me and tell me you can." And Tara, you better hold her to it. Whoop her yeah. fucking ass. If yeah, she does it. Granny Stackhouse is carrying all the acting load here. Oh, she's a stack house. House. <laughs> <laughs> All right, whatever. This is a fucking stupid okay. scene. So whatever. Uh, Jessica calls Sookie and asks her if he has any wedding dresses. Hoyt asks Jason to be his best man, even though he had punched him in the face the night before. Cut to a godfather scene with Bill and Andy. <laughs> Bill states that Andy's grandmother is suffering from dementia. Uh, Andy is his de facto eldest living heir. Bill tells him 
uh, that he attempted to legally will the house and the state to Jessica, but found out that he could not. Therefore, it will automatically be passed to Andy upon Bill's death. Andy appears to be a little bit surprised and uncomfortable with the news, and he tells Bill that he had never lived in that house uh, where his daughters were killed. Bill asks him if he would rent the house to Jessica and Hoyt for a written fee of $1 per month and understands that they had lived there for free. This is pretty so much. weird, like, hey, isn't it? If they forget to pay, yeah. y'all leave them. Why, why, so why did we need that? I don't get it. Also, why is the house so gray <laughs> and modern? And it, the fucking outside's a like, shithole. I hole. picture a Louisiana house, like, just, com- like, old and tiny mansions. You just think of, like, old Georgian yeah. houses, pretty much. Just, like, with yeah. and shit. <laughs> Love that Pop chicken pies. for Popeyes. All right. Wait. <laughs> we'll get on to wait, the wait. wait, wait. Did you hear the old two biddies when they get to the chapel? Their little conversation. The what, two what old ladies. They're not old ladies. What am I saying? Oh, yeah, she pregnant. She goes, can she even get pregnant? Could you imagine those tiny little teeth? Oh my God, breastfeeding would be a bitch. Like, there's this, this like tiny little conversation going on. <laughs> I didn't even oh hear my God, that. It's hysterical. Funny. And I'm like, see, this is like what I mean. Like, I'm like, oh man, this is what I like about this show. Like these like one off, like you're supposed to be concentrating on something else, but there's these little audio clips of like sidebar conversations that are hysterical. That's actually super funny. I did oh, not yeah. hear that. So thank oh, you yeah. for bringing that up to me. Um, at the wedding, which looks like they used a set of Say Yes yeah. of the Dress, yes. um, Bill sits next to Suki during the ceremony, and to her silent shock, she begins to hear his thoughts for the very first time. His thoughts are gentle whispers that reveal him to be in a lot of physical pain while telling himself to remain focused and dignified. She gasps, and Bill and Jason look at her, you know, kind of expectantly, like, what, what's up? She pretends like nothing's a matter, and Bill asks her if she's okay. Uh, she takes his hand and tells him that she's fine. He turns to look at Jessica and Hoyt, so he can hear his thoughts about her and how much he loves her and how much like he can't. He wishes that that was her, like that she had a yeah. wedding. She has a wedding in the future. So like that was really that was cute, nice. And like, he walked her. Do- you know what was weird leading up to that? They like the women go in the room like where she's getting ready, and the camera like intentionally doesn't show the bride so that they can do like a big reveal when he walks her down the aisle. But when he goes to get her, like I expected her to like look really lavish. Like she looked like she put on a sundress like after a bender. I was like, I don't understand. Like I thought it was gonna be like a big reveal. Like it was just like, oh, she's in a she's in a sundress. Like I don't know. It was weird. Did did you see the um the sign that said like no boys allowed or whatever? <laughs> No. <laughs> um, and do, can we talk about how his name is Hoyt Fortenberry? Hoyt, Hoyt. Fortenberry. Hoyt. <laughs> I'm like, that's Hoyt. a mouthful. And like, they also had this like three minute dialogue between Hoyt and Jason where they're talking about the Harrison Ford movie regarding Henry. And I was like, why? Why is he explaining the entire <laughs> plot of regarding Henry? Like, it was so weird. To be honest with you, I just kind of like oh, there was parts. Was there just... was parts when I legit was just like glassy eyed. I don't know what was happening. Yeah, I'm like, what? What? Am I, am I hungry? Am I bored? No, I was, it like, was not good. On? And then there was a church scene, and I'm like, check out, man. Oh yeah, check out. I didn't even write notes about that. My time card. The best thing about that was us, us who didn't know already was finding out that she was a fairy because she tells that guy, but like that passed her or whatever. But I'm like, what is this for? Yeah, and he's like, you want to know what? Good for y'all. He's like, yeah, basically, yeah. <laughs> That's 
Yeah. <laughs> the priest what? is like, you want to know what all this crazy shit going on? Good for y'all. Yeah. Good people. So weird. Like, she's like, you want to know what? Cure's coming, yeah. bitch. And that was like it. Okay. Talk to, so yeah, next- talk to us about like the real, like the, the, the closure, or the, you know, the big thing of the. Yeah. So we come up to the graveyard scene. This is your big finale. This is like everything that happens. Suki arrives uh, to the grave. She like looks down and sees like a physical grave in the ground. She doesn't know why. Uh, Bill comes up behind her and explains, you know, that Civil War soldiers uh, a lot of times are never brought home and buried and that empty coffins were used as a way to help families for closure. And that's what he plans on doing here. So they have a place to visit him. Uh, he becomes physically saddened because he hops down into the grave and he opens up the grave to see a picture of his daughter, though daughter that he never came back to during the Civil War. He, he's having, like, a nice moment reminiscing. Like, he finally, like, was, like, having, like, a moment. He's, like, explaining, like, oh, you know, I hadn't seen her since the war. And then Sookie's just, like, basically, like, get on the coffin. It's time. Like, she, like, interrupts his moment. Yeah, Change yeah. my mind. That's <laughs> like, what she said. Hop like, in yeah. there, bitch. I don't care about your family. I wanted a family. <laughs> you. She would have been a terrible stepmother. Oh. Um. She harnesses a light ball. He lays back in the coffin. She stares at the light and seems to be mesmerized by the energy, the colors. And after a few moments, Bill like just pretty much sits up and is like, what yeah, what's happening? She absorbs the light back into herself and she starts crying and says, like, I can't do it because this is a part of me now. Like the light inside of me. To is be part clear, of me. If, if we haven't explained this well enough, she she's got telekinesis telekinetic powers maybe like a couple other things like she would lose all those if she loses the light to kill him yeah she can read minds and she has like this light source that she uses for i don't know what goodness or something crying to herself she asks bill if he wants to die she says so she goes over finds a shovel (laughs) and boots it in heels And like breaks it and then grabs it and just like jumps down in the grave with him. Had like to get in one more him. sexual position in the show before it ended. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> the picture I posted on our, our Instagram plays it perfectly because it looks like this yeah, dick it's in ridiculous. It. Um, he looks. He she pulls the um, she puts the stake over his heart. He realizing that she's not going to be able to do it, reaches up, pulls it down, and kills himself. And then just oh, explodes and, and, blood into a gory amount of blood. I was like, "Oh, here's a nice moment." Like they smooch, they're crying, like hands on hands, and then it's like, Pow! and like she walks out of the cemetery <laughs> like Carrie at the prom. I was like, "What the hell?" Yeah, you think he's just gonna like turn dust, to like, or, like dust just or something? Close his and eyes it's or... just gonna be like beautiful yeah. and nice. Yeah, why did yeah. he have to <laughs> no, it... explode into? He was a he was pretty pudding. much a blood. Yeah, blood that blood. was gnarly. Yeah. <laughs> and then she's just like, dude, dude, and then she goes over to the the dirt pile because I was like, what's she gonna do? Shovel his ass back in there? And she just picks up like two handfuls of dirt. She throws down there, like, Boop, good enough, fucking, then leaves. So stupid. And then that should be the end of the show. It really should. Well, or like, you want to know what they're like? They're like, fuck it, let's just ruin it. I kind of like so the, the ending. Next thing I don't is know. They have... I kind of like this ending. That what you're gonna say next. So the next thing we go back to are Tweedledee and Tweedledum of Eric and Pam, who created. Um, it's a year in the future. The Hep v. It's a year in the future. Yeah, it's like a True Blood replacement with Hep V cure in it. Yes. Saying that they never caught uh, Sarah. However, we find out that they have Sarah chained in a basement somewhere where they charge people a thousand dollars a minute to suck on and, a thigh. And the guy that was doing that looked like Joey from New Kids on the Block. I'm not sure if that was a cameo or not, but it looked just like him. 
oh, oh, oh. <laughs> the right stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's a year in the future. They're basically like on like a um, what do you call those? Like an infomercial, like pushing it, right? Yeah. Then they go weird. three but years then, in the it, future. So now it's four years from the cemetery scene. And we see uh, Sookie, who's visib- visibly pregnant, talking to someone like her husband's like, I'll be there in a second there, <laughs> sweetie, or something like that. Jason has three then, children in under four years, and one of them looked like they were six years old. So I didn't understand that timeline. Yeah. Um, it's just so weird that and then there's like all the characters are all sitting yeah. together having this big like Antietam lunch outside a uh, dinner rather underneath like with candlelight. Uh, and we even see Adam that, from the bar, the guy from yeah, the bar, yeah, the one that liked her. Did he have kids with um, Tara? Not with Tara. I think you know who that girl was. They showed her so quickly. She was that little girl in Full House. Oh, she's in that girl in that show you like Lovecraft Country. I think that's her. Oh yes, Tara. She was pa- yeah. Too. So they right. they do bring back, and okay. you know what's weird? Lafayette, the the cook. I think he died in real life partway through the series. I was like, what's he doing there? But maybe I'm mistaken. Maybe he died after. That's true. Yeah, he died in real life. I, I right. So I was like, oh. But well, I was saying he died in the books. In the oh, first okay, book. but he yeah okay I get what you're saying. So yeah, like I thought that was kind of nice. Like they don't even show the, her husband's face because it's like not important. It's just like her gathering with her friends and family. And it's important that she's happy. Yeah, exactly. It's not important who she ended exactly. up with. But she ended up having that, and he had a beer in front of him because I was looking for the the drink. Yeah. See if he was a vampire, and he wasn't. Yeah. Um, because you could see it, the can, which looks like a fucking monster can, <laughs> like, placed around the table. It's like, it totally sticks out. Um, so, yeah, happy ending uh, for Sookie and the gang. Uh, besides, obviously, losing, probably, you know, you lost Bill, you lost Tara, probably lost Yeah, like, I'm sure there was people, people that came and, came and went. But I, um, I liked it. I mean, for as much as I knew about it. Yeah, it seemed like they did a good job at wrapping it up. However, it's just acting. Oh, sucks. yeah. The, I mean, it didn't shock me because it's been like that, I have to imagine, the entire time. But as a story, I think it was good. Yeah, I think it it, it was fitting. Because I, I took um, a different direction. Like, a lot of times you'll see this, like, like, especially in Twilight. Like, what people used to bitch about was, like, oh, she gave up everything to be with this vampire. And, like, you know what I mean? It was so stupid. Where here, like, he made the sacrifice he knew what was right for her. You know what I mean? It kind of took a different direction. Didn't I call he was going to sacrifice himself? Oh, did you? I think well, so. Good. So, so points for me. It's been so long since I we know. recorded. We, Sorry. We, we took a hiatus. <laughs> but I think, you know, I don't know how people watch this for seven seasons. I don't think I could have hung on that long. And I don't really recommend it as a show, but as a, as a succinct beginning and a, a conclusive end, I think it was good in that way. Absolutely. I think like um, it'd be a good casual watch. It wouldn't be something I'm obsessed right. with. Right. Right. Kind of like uh, the flight attendant. Like, oh, I, I watched the first episode. Yeah. I waited like two weeks and now I just watched the second episode. Cause I, got I watched a else. few. Cause I watched all caught up on the mighty yeah. ducks. Oh yeah. I got to do that too. But I watched a few of those and then I kind of lost interest in that too. Maybe I'll revisit it. But yeah. So, I mean, next week we are going to continue our bad boys thing. We are still in like the land of fantasy, uh, which is interesting. So we'll go from there. Yeah. It's kind of like a natural super thing that we're going to be doing yeah, next. For sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hint, hint. <laughs> That's a hint. All right. 
Well, thanks for coming out. Follow us on Instagram at Spoil Everything Pod. Uh, sorry again for, for a little late on this episode, but stay with us. We're going to try to bang out a couple more um, this summer. So hopefully you enjoy us at the beach. Listen to my sweet voice at the beach. There's waves are crashing and panning. Up. And it's, it's beautiful outside and the seagulls and you're just staring and you want to breathe deep in and deep <sighs> breathe out. I should be on the calm app. But like the uncom app, I'm like, let's fucking go, Boston everyone. Yoga class. Yeah. <laughs> now bend over and pick up your fucking Sam Adams real quick. <laughs> it's your cousin from Boston. Oh my gosh. All right. Cool. Bye, Bye y'all.